episode number two of Weebology. I'm Ethan. I'm Ricky. And uh, today we're going to talk about two really serious topics. We're going to make it not serious. <laughs> <laughs> number one is uh, a gateway anime. And what that means to us is what anime do you show your friends who are either stubborn about watching or have grown like kind of apart from anime which is the saddest thing that one could do it happens though it does it just happens you you get a job you get a life people are talking about sports and not not ipo <laughs> not not prince of tennis we're talking <laughs> real flesh and blood sportsmen sportsmen's sportsman and then players. uh the second topic is like how to hype 101 and um you know we want to talk about like does hyping a series you know benefit it detract from it like in general or is there specific examples and to our namesake we're gonna actually kind of learn you some knowledge about you know <laughs> the kind of things you want to look for when you when you want to decide to really hype an anime coming out i think yeah because i mean if i'm be honest with you hype me an anime that's garbage i'm not going to talk to you ever again i mean it's a yeah. No, yeah. no, that's a promise. That's, a, <laughs> that's not a fact. That is a commitment. <laughs> I'm going to commit to not talking to you ever I mean, again. I've just told three million viewers. <laughs> <laughs> so, three I million, mean, huh? if I don't keep the promise, what does that make prom- me, Ricky? Uh, not a liar. At least, as you, at least if you keep it. <laughs> what does that make me? A weeb? <laughs> I'm a weeb. It is, it is the namesake. Before we begin, I, I, do, have to, I do have to say he... Uh, he he put our names on our mic tracks, uh, Thick Rick and Weathen, <laughs> and I want it to be known that if we ever do reach even a tenth of the three million viewers you have just claimed we have, I kind of want that to stick. I kind of want it. To you stick. know, uh, if, if that were the, th- <laughs> the truth, you know, definitely that can't stick. I'm pretty sure it's our spirit names. So <laughs> All right, what's all right? So let's go ahead and start, Rick. Um, so Gateway Anime and. So I actually had an experience in college where a friend of mine had had kind of so this is actually my roommate in college CJ yeah. he had grown apart from anime he watched Dragon Ball Z when he was a little kid as one does right of course yeah. <laughs> and then um he, I mean he loved Dragon Ball Z but he just hadn't gotten into anything post like kiddom okay or whatever you want to call it so you know I had a I kind of had to I had an uphill battle oh yeah because, you know, I think in high school and college, at least in our in our time, it was not as cool to like watch cartoons absolutely, and anime. Absolutely not. Right. And let's let us get this out of the way right quick before you continue. Anime's weird. It's weird. It's weird, and that's there's why weird I, aspects. Absolutely. There's there's why I watch it. I watch it because it is not your typical storyline or or animation style you see in the states where we're located so it's just something unique and new so what did you try to give cj right to 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 get him back into the fray get him back into the fold so there there was a couple things first of all cj was like my best friend in college so i definitely knew him very well okay so, like, I think it's different if it's just some random dude or, like, a, a acquaintance. It's you know, drastically different. You got to be a lot more careful, I think, 
For instance, if it's just some guy you don't know at all, or, or I mean, obviously you know him a little bit, but like, not I'm just too imagining much. you going on the street, like screaming, <laughs> "Hey, have you seen? Have you seen Devilman Crybaby? It's gold." <laughs> hey, have you been watching anime? Because if not, here's one for your ass. No, uh, I got a list. I got a list in my pocket. <laughs> so, I think what's really important is not to scare people away. Yeah, of course. So like. If he's not someone that's really close with you or something like that, anything with fan service has got to be basically off the book. Like, you cannot. Oh, yeah? In my opinion, that would make someone, like, freaked out and feel weird about watching anime. Before we give our thoughts, Ethan, what do you think is the worst anime to suggest to someone? Say they're completely open. Whatever whatever you gave them, sure. they would watch at least three episodes of. What is the worst you would give them? So... I get confused on the name because there's two that are extremely close. I think it's a kill a kill. Not bad choice. Absolutely not what I said to somebody. Don't give them that. No. Absolutely not. The the fact that the whole like quirk is the stronger she is, the less clothes she's wearing. What a, what a concept. What an insane thing to show someone you that you're to, not super close. You with. have to have a really high level of experience with anime to let that or a sink person. in. Because yeah, and once you tip the scale, it'll start. It'll be like weird, 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 weird. Savior of anime. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would just be like really, really odd to to, to like absolutely have a. Like, even barely a friend of yours watched something like that. And then they, they, you know, in a couple weeks, you're like, so how was it? And they're like, you really all hyped uh, up. Dude. <laughs> we need to talk. Yeah. We are uh, no longer roommates. Actually, what's wrong with we you? We are no longer roommates. So, <laughs> so, obviously, I knew this kid, like, really, really well. Shout out to CJ, because I'm sure you're listening. Um, I had to do Death Note. That's not a bad It one. had to be Death Note. Did he, did and, he, was he receptive? Oh, absolutely. This dude watched. Awesome. It basically straight. Do you do it dub or sub? Um, I think realistically, probably dub is the best way to kind of bring people in the anime. Oh yeah, because I think good dubs are key. It's a probably a struggle for somebody who hasn't been watching a lot of subs or right. reading manga or anything like that to to do like the whole subtitle thing unless they watch foreign like media normally. Right, but. Death Note was such a perfect storm for for me to to like suggest because I knew I knew the kid was into like mysteries, That's a good like call. that kind of thing. You hit him with the genre they care about, right? Already, you hit him with the genre, and you also hit him with something that like, you know, is smart and kind of witty, right? Like I think obviously Death Note gets a lot of praise, and it absolutely should, but I mean. I just like off the top of my head, there's not too many other ones that I would I would you know hazard a chance right. to like send someone who's either like grown apart from anime or never watched it at all. But I mean, Death Note is like absolutely the one that I would give people be- because you know I think it fits a lot with like just regular genres of shows and stuff. Oh, like yeah. even. It's like a Sherlock, but with like also you know a little bit of supernatural stuff. Of course, I I I thought for one hundred percent you were gonna say Aramanga Sensei. <laughs> I thought you were gonna, I thought you were gonna for sure gonna say you like know, uh, yeah little, little sister didn't. stuff little sister stuff. I think if it, the worst one for me would probably be either that or but on the real no game no life. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. that that's too it's just a lot of fan service isekai fan service that's some deep ass anime shit. But yeah, good dubs are key. I think good dubs. It, when it comes to a gateway anime, you got to find with the good dub. Cowboy Bebop's gonna get a lot of people in it. Um, 
I think you know. Uh, so I loved Cowboy Bebop, but it was like, it was kind of slow. I mean, it's it's dated. It's I, I mean, that's the point of it. Like, it's supposed to be kind of like slice of life, even though they're in you know it's a slice of space. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's a slice of space. I mean, but you're right. <laughs> Your it's own a slice. slice of the stars. It's slice of the stars. That's that's a. But I mean, yeah. I mean, it had to show like just like kind of everyday life as a bounty hunter in space. But you know? I, I, it didn't feel out of bounds or something you'd watch. Like it Look. felt kind of like a Guardians of the Galaxy a little bit. Oh, totally. That's what I'm thinking, right? Because it's it's so a, like these days. I think it would be more applicable than if it was pre Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, so you got to find of find parallels that they've already seen in movies. I mean, or like I, Firefly or something. like yeah, that. Yeah, if it were me, another one I would give is a uh, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh, absolutely. That's a, that's one that it's People long. Go it's ham a little ham for that. Yes, a little little bit more long form. It, it gives you a little bit of the weirdness. It it feels. Um, it's a good segue. The next thing I was thinking was it has a it's got a western feel. It takes place in a very I think I mentioned it in the very first episode we did a weebology, but you know anything that's got a little bit of more, more of a European western setting and aesthetic is a really helpful tool. One thing, uh, an episode that uh, not episode, a show that I would definitely suggest that is along those lines that I've started recently to watch is a show called Banana Fish. <laughs> Never but heard of it. <laughs> Banana Fish is it's new. I think it's in a, it's uh on Amazon Prime only one. At least that's where I think I was seeing it. Um, if not, I was doing a little bit of a uh, little bit of streaming in places that are a little more <laughs> nefarious. But um, it's interesting, man, because it, it's uh, it, it takes place in NYC for one. Um, and it's about a kid named Ash who's a leader of a mob of gangster kids, and he's uncovering a mystery that originated in Nam. So it's got kind of it's interesting, and it's like yeah, so. It, I haven't heard of this, or have I watched this? But I am going to now. Highly recommend it. It, it sounds it's bonkers. Incre- it's incredible mystery, and the title "Banana Fish" has is a very central part of the mystery. Huh. It's a very interesting. I'm only about five episodes in, but it's very, very interesting. Um, but yeah, so um, as I'm watching it, I'm thinking to myself, man, like if you were to make this like a gangster movie, everything put put fucking ryan gosling in it like boom you in like you in you dunzo like that's that is something people would watch that show any day of the week that is an hbo special written all over it so i mean it's it's got that western aesthetic and i i think along with the western aesthetic and visuals i think audio as well and it kind of goes along with the dubs where uh, the first thing that comes to mind is afro samurai because it's got samuel l jackson in it you tell someone I got an, I got a cartoon for you that is oh adult, this is that show it's adult themed and it's got Samuel L Jackson as one of the voice actors in it that mm. that I I remember a buddy of mine remember yeah, I remember back, back <laughs> like right back at the end of like right after college ended a buddy of mine who kind of watched anime here and there he didn't really hit the big three he hit some kind of like dubs that came on netflix like way long time ago but he i, I told him about it i watched afro samurai and it's kind of an older show but he came back like dude that was so cool like and <laughs> samuel jackson threw a motherfucker out there too like and i'm like that and, and i'm thinking about this particular topic that was an easy one to recommend because it had western staples of media already invested in it and if you think like you know there are basketball players stuff uh like curry's out there suggesting animes we got nfl players out there suggesting animes i think if you go and take their suggestions and then i think it's cool now guys it's get. i would say it's getting there like i don't think the just ga- like gaming because of drake yeah 
Yeah, <laughs> you kind of have a point there. I mean, everything's that, cool now because it, it, these superstars are cool with it. That's that's the thing, but that's kind of how it is. The gateway concept has less of a, you know, a gated feel. There's less right. of a gated feel now that if you were to tell someone, go watch the dub of One Punch Man and get back to me, anyone who's ever seen a superhero movie probably wouldn't come back with a negative review. Yeah, I agree with that. It's, absolutely, it's, it's kind of interesting how that works, and and it's like low fan service. Yeah, low fit, fan it, service. And it hits like all the like little tick marks. I think even you know My Hero Academia would work. Oh, absolutely. So let me ask you this. Yes. Erased. Thoughts. Great show. No, no, no. Thoughts as a gateway. Wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I think I know why, but please tell me why. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just think it's it to me. I am a big proponent of the Eastern aesthetic being off-putting to a lot of people, at least a lot of Western audiences who are not very into anime at the moment. Mm-hmm. The hell were you thinking? So now I'm curious about you. Now I'm curious about what you were thinking. Erased is dope, and I don't think we will have a problem with the whole Eastern aesthetic. I think. So there, there's some pros for it. The number one is it feels like a freaking movie. Mm-hmm. At least I felt like it was a movie the entire time, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Like I'm just on the edge of my seat. Super tight writing for for sure. I think what would probably be off putting to some is mm-hmm. like the main character, like sort of, basically he reincarnates as a younger version of himself, right? And like replay certain parts of his life where things occurred right and like he's still got his 30 year old mentality and his 11 year old body here we go so it starts getting a little bit like weird like hairy edge type stuff where like that's he's trying to save these young girls but he's like falling in love with them as a 30 year old mind, but he's still an 11 year old body. Like, man, it's just, it culture, gets, whatever culture it's grayed you're at, out, you, man, you do you, it just seems Japan's got a lot more lax idea of that. And that's <laughs> definitely way more off putting to a Western audience for good reason. It's a little odd, but I, like I said, you kind of have to get accustomed to the concept before you start suggesting shit like no game, no life. Right. You know, with the weird little, the little sister stuff, the, the lolly stuff. It's, People can overlook it a lot more easily when you're about 5, 10, 20 series deep into your mental catalog. Oh, yeah. I think I think if you're even over five series deep, Erased would feel really, really like quite the roller coaster and you'd feel pretty confident in, in suggesting. Absolutely. So how about this? Your sister. Don't. No, like <laughs> – what anime do you suggest her? Because she's obviously uh, not Powerpuff anime. Girls. Really, you think so? I mean, I was being facetious, but I mean, I, it's kind of anime esque if you want to get get down. Well, I mean, sure, like Sailor Moon, and like my oh, sister Sailor when Moon. she was young watched Sailor, Sailor Moon. Moon. But what I'm saying is, like, your sister today's age, what, like twenty four? Yeah, twenty four. Twenty four. What anime do you suggest her to watch? Oh man, she barely. I mean, that's the that's the point. She has no no like interest. No interest, man. But I'm giving you the task where you have to suggest her one right now on the air. I don't know, fruit basket. <laughs> like, 
some kind of slice of life some like some some super easy slice of life something something maybe romantic um love is war i'd i'd suggest her love is war hmm. that'd be pretty dope she doesn't really understand the concept of sundere which we talked about last episode right but i think she would get real well acquainted with it and i don't think it'd be i don't think it'd be that weird any kind of slice of life y'all fellas or ladies that are into this kind of thing you know if you got you got ladies in your life that don't don't really care for anime too much toss them a slice of life don't even watch it yourself just toss them one if it's got an eight or higher if it's got an eight or higher on my anime list just just quick chuck it quick chuck it in her in her in her, in her dms like hey girl hey girl <laughs> yeah because i mean i think i think a lot of people fruit basket got some harem though i don't know i don't know are that's a good question like enjoy anime because they can like pull pieces of life from it right like i think you know one that i absolutely would suggest almost anyone is derarara oh dude i mean so first of all it's it's got to be in my top like 10 anime ever that i enjoyed i think it might be like, right at like thanks 10. pat it might be my yeah it might be a 10 robo pat definitely got yeah that robo pat helped me with that one oh, but yeah. there's a couple cool things right off the rip and You'll have to correct me if I'm wrong on Death Note, but I think they're both on Netflix. Death sure. Note is either on or off like every couple of months. Is it's kind of weird. Netflix? Absolutely, it is. If not that, then Hulu. And, and if X2. If not that, then Crunchyroll for sure. And X2 is. Um, so Dorara is really sick because it's it feels more like a slice of life, but then there's just like random occurrences of supernatural brilliance it's it's but yeah and the way they tell the story makes you feel intelligent watching it right yeah like this story is being told from a web not linear it's definitely being it's, told in a it's just such a beautiful story man and like i think there was a lot of elements that you could pull from it that you're like this happens in daily life absolutely like you come from a a, a boring small town and you decide to create like a gang online so dope I mean, I could see you know keyboard warriors totally doing that. They probably already have, like, absolutely. Unbeknownst they have. to us, it's probably a keyboard warrior uh, clan clanning up against us right now. I, I yeah, I just like, I I guys. really 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 <laughs> like the that that like that decision they made to say you know this kid is kind of like a dork and you know uh, like a a normal everyday kid when he gets behind the computer he's like you know this this big dude king, like or, kingpin yeah and big dick swinging and i think you know a lot of people even that aren't you know accustomed to anime would would understand that as like something that happens in real life like like people are different behind the screen than they are face to face so you get you get to a good point um about compelling stories right they're, they're to me when when we are having a chat about this particular topic over this week, um, you know, it what what compelling I thought about what made a story compelling, and I took media aside. I just said, okay, movie, game, uh, a cartoon, anime, put them all aside. What makes a compelling story? And I think for me, it's stories that get to the heart of human nature with a premise summed up in a single question. I got I mean, a couple examples I thought up. It made me. It made me interested in possibly suggesting like, this. Did you know Shinigami like apples? Perfect. Well done. <laughs> no, I didn't. Want to learn more? 
<laughs> Want to learn more? But I'm thinking like nine ninety nine. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you up with with some questions. Okay, all right? anyway. and and these are gonna be what I feel that are summations of the 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 overarching plot of these shows. And this is what I would give to somebody who maybe might have some light anime experience or not at all, depending on the question. So first one up would be, what happens when you die? And your life is truly judged. It's Death Parade. Fantastic show. Sure. Yeah. The premise is when people die, they go to this bar, and the guy running it makes them play games that judge their life. And it's not just how they complete the it's not just them completing the game, it's how they complete it that determines their eternal damnation or salvation. Right. Incredible um to me it was an incredible premise. It was really well done. Animation was fantastic. Bonesy, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean that to a lot of people would be like, "Oh, interesting." And I would say that's just the show, but it's also animated. I mean, for sure, that is compelling as anything you can think of because that that is a question that people ask. Yes. No matter their, you know, race, media sex, of choice, race, their sex, orientations, origin, anything, anything. At people ask that question all like, the what time. What happens when you die? What you happens know? when you die and you're actually judged? How will you be judged? Everyone wants that compelling. That's a compelling question, and we have a compelling story to answer that in a certain kind of way. Right. The other one I got is, um, what would society be like if you're convicted based on your potential for crime instead of crimes committed? Mm, the old psychopath. The old psychopath. Or the minority report. Essentially, yes, but there it is. Another, another example of a real-world parallel of a classic movie that a lot of people probably have seen. Right. It's like, all right, here's another take. Here's another idea on the same question. We have parallels. And obviously the last one, what would happen if you can kill anyone anywhere at any time? Yeah, right. Or did you I know, will be the god of this new world. I am justice. <laughs> god, get off your high horse light. Or what would you do if you were born in a world where everyone was special and you were just a normal person? Oh, God. Are you just talking about my life, or <laughs> you just talking about me? Hey, no, I'm talking about what I if everyone had quirks? Baku no Hira Academia, right? My boy, Young Midoriya. And I, I, I mean, I think if you, what I like is a a show that allows you to put yourself in there in the main character's shoes, and things happen that you think could possibly happen in those scenarios in the context of the world right. they're trying to explain to you. So I. I a hundred percent agree. So I think when you told me about compelling story, I think that really gets to the heart is that you got to find, there are some stories that, you know, that are great for anime fans. I feel like Isekai's overall are not exactly good examples. They are for an anime fan. Power fantasies. It's a good way that all the main characters are usually pretty insertable in your own way. Um, I think it appeals more to like gamers, but it's 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 going back to what we were saying. Find that parallel either to the person or something they have seen before, and you might find yourself in a good gateway anime for for pretty much anybody. I gotta say. Yeah, I mean, I think I think some of the ones that we mentioned are are relatively like general applications. Yeah, for sure. And I think obviously it's subjective as to the person, right? And like it helps a lot to know the person, like. All right, let me ask you this. We have a friend, Tristan, who's a complete stubborn jerk. Wow. And really he's laying, definitely really, listening really to this. Really unzipping and laying <laughs> on the table, aren't you? Yeah, just plonk. So tell me, what are you suggesting Tristan to listen to through this podcast right now? 
my beautiful, beautiful voice. That's what you should be listening to. Sorry, watching. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. I think oh, if God. the dude, if the dude would ju- take his pride and just shove it down, he a literally little bit, thinks it's all hentai and tentacle porn. Like that's you should that, just watch. He's Death that, he's Note, one man. of those. You know, it's like I don't I don't blame him. I don't blame him. There's a lot of there's a lot of animated smut out there, and that kind of is like <laughs> smut. It is. It's the vocal minority. Fan service is the vocal minority. Like, and it's and a lot of people who don't. And it's not like I'm up here on my soapbox like, you don't understand anime. No, I get it. Like, I understand why people have that opinion. However, you do kind of have to put preconceived notions aside to really get under the uh, that under your belt. But I don't know, man. I, I Make him watch Baki. Think you think you'd go for that? No, I don't. Hey, Tristan, you go for that? Would you Tristan, want to see someone's intestines hey man, blown can, out of their ear? Can you, like, I don't know, answer back? Oh. Like, we're kind of waiting for an answer, and it's pretty rude that you haven't responded yet. Yeah, we're literally just kind of sitting here. Like, the rest of the episode is going to be 20 minutes of just, like, us waiting to hear. <laughs> so, like, I guess call. <laughs> 1-800-GET-OVER-YOURSELF. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or getoveryourself.com. Actually, People that are listening, don't go go to that. I don't know. Wouldn't that be great? I don't know. So I think that was a, a pretty good like like summation of our thoughts on some gateway animes and even some real world examples. Yeah, and I mean, you know what? I got one myself that I actually I actually recently went and hung out, drank some booze with my dad, and we were watching uh watching some sports, and he was telling me about he's a big sci fi guy. He's he's into the kind of the older like the the dune era he's a big star wars guy heck yeah yeah he's really like he he likes uh, sunshine if you haven't seen that movie it's amazing um you know event horizon kind of thing and he whipped out and name dropped alita battle angel hmm now for those of you who don't know alita battle angel is based on a manga and i think an anime I do not know. Definitely, definitely a manga. Is, go, go. Correct me. If this there is are, of the first times I've heard this. Right. No. Yeah. So go correct me, but I, I think it's a super old anime, but an even older manga. And he loved the hell out of it. He loved every second of it. And I turned to him, and I'm like, "Oh, father." Wait, he loved the manga, or he no, no, loved- he loved he loved the movie adaptation, which blew my mind. But you know, when you got James Cameron on the horn. You know, when you got him, hey, like Jimmy hey, Cam, hey, Jimmy Cam, wait, I, we got this. I'm sorry. Story. Do you have the number one and the number two most grossing movies of all time? You want number? Th- oh, that that's a yes. Yeah. You want to go for number three? You want to <laughs> go for three? This shit. Let's yeah. battle those angels. Let's battle those angels. So it turns out James Cameron has been working on this for ages because he saw it for the first time and loved the storyline wow so i think the last bit of this gateway anime thing is as we go forward into the future there's going to be better and better attempts and less attempts and more quality shots of taking anime elements and even entire storylines and tropes and tossing them into a more digestible format for a western audience and then when they find out like my father did that this came from an anime or a manga he did the research, and he wanted to have a conversation with me about anime. And I'm like, Ricky, did that change your life? It was definitely a highlight. <laughs> definitely a highlight. I was like, oh, father. 26 whole years. Do I have a podcast for you? Do yeah. I have a podcast for you to listen to? You can <laughs> listen to me drink 
drink shit out of a mug and talk about, you know, no game, no life. Don't look that up, Father. Please don't do that. <laughs> You're about 10 anime behind from before I can even suggest and, that. And, uh, you know, I think, I think that brings up a great point. If James Cameron's watching anime, what makes you so special, Tristan? Just watch some damn anime. <laughs> I love how we're targeting this poor man. You know what? He's not a poor man. You deserve every target, Tristan. Yeah. Get your head out of your ass and get off I your mean, high horse. You're talking about the Jimmy Cams <laughs> with his multi billion Jay Cammy. Jay fucking Cammy. <laughs> he he made Titanic. He made Avatar. Yeah, Avatar and me? not The Last Airbender, even though no. the show was good. The show was fantastic. The movie bad. The movie was bad as hell. Real bad. You see those earthbenders? They floated a rock across the ground Yikes. at exactly two miles per hour. So mad. Yeah, so I think we should probably move on to the hype section of this podcast. Avatar: The Last I, I love everything it, we just talked about. I know that the movie makes me not hype. Let's talk about the opposite of not hype, not not hype, also known as super hype. freaking hype. Let's talk about hype. So hype, what it is? You what know, is it, Rick? It's just an extreme amount of anticipation or energy put into something that I would say has yet to come out or already has. And is that like a like a community wide thing or like how where what exhibits hype? Like it's fascinating cuz I think in a lot of other mediums when it comes to, you know, video games, movies, even literature, even like think of George R R Martin books that are coming out, you know, like the the rest of the Game of Thrones Sorry, books. Sorry, I couldn't care out. less. Oh my god. I just don't care about that dude. Well, fine. All the same. There are people that are literally salivating at the <laughs> mouth waiting for those books to come out. Truth. But it's because in most cases, for most media forms, this hype is generated before the fact. Game trailers come out. E3 is a massive conference solely for creating hype for games. We have trailers. Think of like how many viewers... They were people on Twitter were hyping the Avengers Endgame trailer before it came out, and that piece of content is to hype something that hasn't come out yet. There was hype for the hype thing. That's double hype, Ethan. It's a lot of fucking hype. I'm aware that that's a high level of hypeage. I think my question becomes, like all of those things that you just mentioned, they already exhibited a very like structured and like demonstrated success do you think for anime a lot of times people will like read a description of an anime and start hyping it before it's even been seen because i think they take it honestly too far in the anime community there is there is debate on that i think i mean for me hype is generated in the anime community by the community itself like it's rare now like You'll see trailers like the one. Think of One Punch Man. Season two trailer came out. What that, punch? <laughs> yeah, that came. That trailer came out. But the only reason why that trailer had any staying power was because of the success of season one. Season one did not have a trailer that people were passing around like, oh my god, look at this. I mean, people they probably went around, and there's probably some of you already at like keyboards being like, I saw this trailer. I saw the season one trailer, and it, it got so hype. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I got you. But at the same time, it. It didn't. No one was seeing that one coming. One Punch Man season one. No one right. was seeing that coming. Same thing with Attack on Titan. No one was seeing. So that do coming. you think like 
like earth shattering successes from nowhere are what actually builds the hype for the season two. I think so. I, I think because obviously like a good show, like it's going to be hyped regardless. I feel like even like if it comes back, especially if something like one punch man, where there was such a large hiatus in between, mm-hmm. like, like honestly, everyone's probably just like tired of waiting. And right. that's where you're, you talk about George R. R. Martin. Well, that dude will just, take like ten years between books. I'm pretty sure he writes a word a day. Yeah, like, that's that's probably what's going on. Maybe a sentence if he's feeling I, spry. If I'm not mistaken, the show's outpacing the books. It's far outpaced it. Right. So yeah. it's like, so that's what's so, the so, point? But it's, that's the thing, right? Is is the fact that you know, hype can be damaging, because in a way, the hype occurs. In a lot of cases, it's good. I think because the hype in anime seems to come from each episode, once it airs, generates exponentially more hype that is deserved. But a lot of times it may not be. I don't know. I've, I've seen people overhype it, and then I go into it, and I saw someone... What is it? The dude who made Kill a Kill said it's the savior of anime. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, let's do this. Let's go in and do it. And I like Kill a Kill. It was super solid and super fun to watch. It was funny, but at the same time... It didn't save shit, dude. Like, I, I think what's tough for anime is generally the seasons are maybe 12 episodes. Yeah. It's really, really hard to, to like basically like high-octane thriller, have like high-octane filler episodes for 12 straight episodes because you need time to set stuff up. Yeah. And so yeah. I think inevitably in most at least 12, 12-length series – um, you're going to have three or four like dead episodes, or even worse, think about like a, a a Naruto or a a Black Clover or something like that that's ongoing. Right. There's so many episodes where you're just like, that was a waste of my time. Like, get to the effing point. You know what right. I mean? But I'll, I'll, it's funny because like definitely the big three were a unfortunate product of the original medium that they were in. They were in a they were in manga, sure, but it was in a weekly jump like let me ask you this do you think shorter series or longer series benefit from hype more oh shorter 100 percent shorter i Mm. I totally think shorter see i i kind of think longer because you have the ability to like well for instance if you have a full longer how like like long running multiple arcs right but, but like i think the seasons might do hype better Actually, actually, you know what? Go on with what you're saying about long form. Right. I think you might have. A, I think you might have a point there. I didn't consider because what you were saying. Yeah, you can get you can get hype for the end of an arc, but when a season dies, look at look at Attack on Titan and the and the death of the hype after season one because of that long hiatus before season two. Well, and. Actually, I think Attack on Titan is a good example of what I'm talking about. Like, you're still waiting for the end. Like, there is a obvious overarching goal to the entire series. Mm-hmm. Like any of the any of these like shonen type shows. Right. Like, you always wanted to see if Naruto was going to become a Kage. Yeah. You always want to know if Luffy's going to find the One Piece and become the the Pirate King. Kaizuko Oni. Awesome. <laughs> the Pirate King. <laughs> You always want to know if, you know, Ichigo is going to, you know, solve Save whatever Rukia? problem. Oh, no. 
Well, and I mean, then, and then so much more happened. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot that you wanted to know that you didn't get to know from that. But I mean, that I think that is actually a great example of where there was so much hype that it carried it through a lot of sh- a lot of seasons and like a lot of vo- volumes. But then it's just so long that the you know the mangaka could not keep up with like yeah. he couldn't actually tell a story the way he wanted to like. Sometimes they just have such lofty goals with the story, which makes it insanely hype to, I think, the viewer. Yeah. But it's, like, not necessarily sustainable. That's where, like, you see these massive arcs of, like, you know, filler. Oh, my God. And that, like, like kills arc. Modsel arcs in Bleach it, yeah, and the I fucking mean... boat ride in Naruto Shippuden. Do not get <laughs> me started. But, okay, so what would you rather have? That's my that's my thing is what would you rather have? The hype carry you through absolute trash or the hype carry carry you through nothing at all. Would you rather have no progression but something to put your eyes on or every set of episodes be purpose driven? Think My Hero Academia. It's always been so purpose driven. It has the overarching goal, it has what you were saying. They do have it in seasons, so you have periods of nothing coming out. And I feel that it, it it gives the time for the story to remain tight. No filler. If there's a filler, it's an episode. I think I think you have the opportunity to put out better, high quality stuff if you allow yourself these breaks. Mm-hmm. But I think the anime community needs these long, long running shows to like, I don't know, like scratch the itch. Okay. So you kind of like you're still seeing your characters do stuff. Well, because I think what what gets kind of frustrating as an anime fan is you can watch a lot of series that are highly rated that only get one season. Looking at you, Madhouse. Looking right at you. <laughs> well, I mean, well, of course, but I'm saying like Cowboy Bebop. But it that was, was so that was, good. It was so good, but it was. But lo- it just ends. That's the point. It's locked in. That's the story. I understand that, but like, it's just it gets frustrating. That you like, you get into these shows, obviously, even within 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, there's so much more I want to know. There's so much more I want to see. But you never get that like next arc. So that's why I think the longer form shows are able to kind of deal with hype better because there's ebbs and flows, but they can always like course correct and kind of return the hype you know like the actual good content back to the you know the viewers this explains a lot about your your black clover this does <laughs> this does this explains a lot about why you're so on black clover i'm gonna pick it back up i need something to well get. i mean if we go in depth on black clover i'll say all the shit i don't like about it okay but well, then i, I can obviously point, tell you all the cool stuff that it. i like well, about at it at one point well, putting a pin in it then we'll definitely hit that one soon it sounds good yeah but i mean i, I think so, Ricky, do you get hyped just on the studio? Like, if, say, Studio Periot is coming out with a show, you've never heard of it. Does that hype you <coughs> just based off the studio? It's fascinating. I mean, I, I think for me that's a huge factor. So, I mean, if we're going to get into what actually what signs I look at when I'm hyping a show, it's 100 – like, the first thing I'm going to do is when it comes to an actual anime, when it comes to manga, you got to look, look at the author. But when it, for me, when you come to – this the the animation and the actual moving picture show it's it's the studio that's producing it because 
they're the ones that'll pick up the authors that have gained traction in print. It's the ones that have a pedigree of awesome shows. I mean, look at Madhouse. They've been around since the 70s. They have over 360 shows that they have made in that time. And if you look at some of their big ones, if you told any anime fan, oh, why should I watch Madhouse? Uh, this new Madhouse show is coming out. Why should I watch it? Oh, Death Note, One Punch Man Season 1, No Game, No Life, Hunter x Hunter, Parasite, Helsing, Trigun, and Hajime no Ippo? I mean, that is just... Yeah, like, I mean, that's quite the uh, the book of work there. And that's only that's only scratches the surface of the stuff they made, and they're still kicking since the 70s. That's almost 50 years of, of producing shows. So, I mean, another one of my favorite is, you know, David Production. JoJo. Just, just all you have to say is the studio that made JoJo is making a show, and you're in. Like, okay, I'm, I'm in. Like, they have shown me that the shows they generate at least in the modern era, are on par with, you know, just general quality. And we've talked about Bones a good bit, you know? Misa love Bones. You gotta love Bones. I mean, they made Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood. They made, you know, My Hero Academia. They made Soul Eater for lack of a better ending, but uh, <laughs> I know. they. But they Classic de- Bones. They though. deviated They deviated from the, from the manga, so I don't want, I mean, yeah. But um, Mob Psycho 100, uh, Darker Than Black. Oh man, darker than black. Yeah, and uh, Blood Blockade Battlefront, so good. Keki Sensen, God, it's such a good show. But I mean, so I I think How to Hype One Hundred One, less than one. Take a peek at the studio that's making the show. Go go on my anime list. Go on to Hummingbird. Go look at the go look at the producer, and look at the show that they've made, even in the last five years. That shows their current trajectory, on like where they're at so i think for for me it's definitely the studio um i mean i I think there's got to be times when they've put out shit though right of course of course i mean there's there's gonna be there's gonna be shit at every studio and they're the ones that that's not gonna be their money maker you know i mean even look at bandai entertainment i mean it's got to be the story that gets me like i Obviously, I identify with certain studios, but it's the story that, like, carries it for me. Or if there's, like, just random-ass logic leaps. Like, it's anime. I don't expect it to be perfectly beautiful. Right. But I need, like, some semblance of, of, like, a realistic, you know, reaction or something like that. So what – so someone gives you a synopsis. There's one that I've heard of recently called Dr. Stone. Okay, hit me. So, I guess the point of it, like, this is just off of what I've heard, so the synopsis might not be exactly right, but we're going to just try, guys. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay. So, basically, these, these like, humans are awoken from, like, a 3,000-year slumber or something, like a really long slumber. Okay. And they're tasked with, basically, like, rebuilding society, but they all happen to have, like, really interesting like skills like either just like scientifically genius or very strong so they're kind of peak in their own way right right so they're just like peak specimen okay but each episode or chapter or whatever you want to call it they have to use like real world science to generate something and they basically have to go back through all of the creations that mankind has ever done so basically they start off in the stone age right interesting and they have to literally make all this like 
prerequisites to make bronze. Yo, is this out? Uh, I know that the manga is out. I don't know 100% on the anime. Is it? Is it in the works now? It's got to be. It's oh doing pretty well, it's, I think. That actually sounds dope. So, like... But, like, supposedly, when you read this manga, you're actually learning. That's... Like, dope. Okay. That's... You know, another anime that They make kind of, it fun. Yes. Another anime that kind of did that for me was A Certain Magical Index. Never heard of it. <laughs> a Certain Scientific Railgun is the spinoff uh, series. It basically... It's all set in the same world. Basically, this place called Academy City where, you know, mages just kind of scurry about and they're like hi i can do magic i can do magic <laughs> you have okay so your main protagonist he's he's kind of your basic ass to putts like he's i can cancel magic ha 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 with my right hand i can cancel all magic and i'm like all right cool but it's not him that gets me it's all the other powers around him and the magical side are based on human lore greek roman Norse Norse mythology. Dope. It's like summons based on Christianity, I love Judaism, freaking mythology stuff. Their magic is based on that, and then a certain scientific railgun is about mages that use science. This one chick can control electric forces, but she doesn't stop there. She can make a railgun out of a quarter because she can control magnetism. She controls electromagnetic forces. She can control magnetism, so she can stick herself to anything metal, hmm. and like. She has a, like that's her thing. She flips a coin and then she's just like, she just like fires Can it off. She reverse gravity, Rick. You know, it's it it looks that way. She <laughs> uses it in a really cool way. That's, that's the, dope. So, I love that. But yeah, I mean, but it's that's sort of like alley. FMA. Yes, there's all these yeah. scientific things where like you have to use, you know, all this chemistry to make your you know your stuff work. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, so that's the thing, right? Is that so for alchemy was the word i was looking for. i was gonna say dude alchemy, yikes come on uh yikes so yikes. what so like what what about a synopsis like what what so you're saying that you know ground something grounded in the real world yet supernatural about it grounds you like what well, I, mean, I, think, you? I think it's hard to it would it would be pretty hard for me to be hyped based off of just a description of the show because there's not yet, enough information yet you go to the internet and people do that. Like they're well, like, I mean, oh my god. I, I started watching Fairy Gone just because that that like Oh, how's it going? How's it uh going you know, I don't think I'll continue it. <laughs> Did you hype it though? No. Were you hype about it? I th- was interested in it and that's the okay. best I could do. So where do you, where do you draw the line between hype and just general interest? I think if if it was a like for instance, if if everyone was like, Oh, it's the guys who made one punch man. You know, I'd be down, man. You know, and I think I think One Punch Man is is what gets me with that kind of hype issue is because that was just an example, or like the guys who did, or like say uh, Oda does another another story after One Piece. One Piece, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I gotta. Okay, so that's but that's what I'm saying. I want to talk about One Punch Man real quick when it comes to hype, okay? Because I think. It, it perfectly encapsulates where it is right now, perfectly encapsulates why hype, how it's generated in the anime community, and how it can be damaging um, gen- just generally for a show. I mean, One Punch Man Season 1, what a perfect storm lightning in a bottle style, right? I mean, sure. it was basically like it was Marvel that was funny. 
yeah, it was it was well established production studio with an author, uh, like with an animator. The animators had were top notch, and it, the the studio had those connections to pull in those top notch world class animators from an author where the source material was was unknown. It was a web comic originally. Have you seen the original web comic? It's not like one. The author tells an awesome story. Like he is a storyteller at heart, but his web comic art. Is more than lackluster. It's more than lack. It's very, very rough. But you know, and, and but it's his story that was taken by a manga studio, which then was taken by Madhouse, who, you know, I mean, oh, excuse me, uh, no, that was Mad- yeah, it was Madhouse. Um, and then it was a perfect storm, and then suddenly hiatus. People thought it was coming back twenty seventeen. Didn't come back till twenty nineteen, and then season two. Everyone got the news. The internet literally set itself on fire. Studio shift. The animators were gone. The director shift. And Ethan, how'd you feel about the first episode? Well, just before we hey, get Ethan, into it. Ethan, before we Ethan, get into it. Ethan, how would you feel about the first episode? Can we just no. Can we just go back a little bit? No. Just like, I don't know, like three seconds and let me say something. Alright, so I think it is possible that the hype was more a result of the massive hiatus than anything else. You think so? I think they they changed studios and and you know season two comes out the next season and nobody bats an eye. Meh. I mean, like obviously everyone loved the first the first season. Yeah. But I really think that like obviously it was like massive massive thing you know when this trailer came out because everyone was like it was like the george rr R. martin book they're waiting for so effing long yes for season two of something that you know we were patrons of because we all watched it okay right and yeah. we're like look we showed you we want more like what the heck is the hold up type thing i don't think it's necessarily like like obviously the show was good, but there was also this massive hiatus. I think it was a combination of those two things. It was not just like, like between seasons of of My Hero Academia. I think it's just as hyped as it was after the first season. Okay. Like I'm not feeling like a scale. I don't know a, a scale. What do you what do you what do you mean by scale? Like I'm not seeing like, like say season we're done with season three of. Um, attack on titan after this yeah all the are all of a sudden everyone's just like losing their shit about it i don't think it's gonna get like it's not gonna build and just be way 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 overhyped by the time you get to season six interesting so what makes attack on titan different than my hero academia because you know you know it's gonna be hyped it's already crazy hyped for season four well i i don't see really any difference because after season one it was massively hyped but I think it was warranted. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, and hell I think yeah. even One Punch Man's hyping is warranted. We just, we missed the story and we want to watch it. It was warranted to be happy about it. Now, after watching episode one. Hey, Ethan, how'd you feel about episode episode one of season two? So, I mean, you're a big snob about animation. I think we all can. I'm a big snob. We all know that by now. I'm a big snob. And, um. I'll be honest with you. The weirdest things were 
they showed him walking, but like they'd zoom down to his feet and it'd be like the crappiest animation I've it ever seen. Was, it wasn't good. And that's, not, oh, it's like man, blocks, man. And, and you know what's funny too? I, I mentioned before we started this particular episode, like, I don't even think the animation itself was such a downgrade. It was a downgrade, but I don't think it was a crazy downgrade in fluidity, maybe in crispness and in line work and stuff. But this the scene direction. I think like, where we're gonna see it the most, other than scene direction, is in fighting. Yes. Because season two has come out. Or sorry, episode two. Yeah. And there's a couple fights in it. And I don't know, it was I felt you, you watch. I haven't seen it yet. Right. Yeah. yeah so I just felt like it was lackluster. You felt it was lackluster. Well, I would love to hear your opinion after, on next episode. Next episode, definitely get my opinion. Put a pin in that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I totally, I totally understand what you're talking about, and just something about the way they frame the shot. Like if there's an actual cameraman that got in there and did his thing, and they had like a scene designer. Just something felt lackluster about it, man. Sometimes it felt like a freaking montage. Like it was showing just pictures of. In episode one, when Saitama punched the bird, you saw none of it. You just saw a picture of the bird on the on the ground. Yeah, you know, and that's not what I watch one. I want to see a punch. I mean, we want to see him deck the damn. I want to see the deck the damn bird right in his dumb beak. <laughs> Step to Saitama, get beaked, get beaked, man. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I think it kind of actually made sense for that specific scene, just because it's like king understanding that this guy's just like an absolute beast if you if you remember he was cowering at that point oh yeah and i i honestly think he was closing his eyes so you were supposed to be seeing it as king would that is how the panels look in the actual manga when i right. like that that is how so, it looked like we would love to see the bird splatting but i think it honestly does more for the scene to just see how freaking fast it happened that I, okay that I will give you. It had an effect. Like, it, it definitely showed me, like, yep, Saitama can deal with this thing that the strongest man on Earth, apparently, was <laughs> cowering in fear. And it took him, boom, that long to just deal with the problem. So, yeah. I, I think to to wrap up this, this whole hype conversation, you know. The hype I, train, if it were. The hype train is coming to the station despite not having brakes. <laughs> and, you know, uh. I think the studio matters. A compelling story matters when it comes to the synopsis that does add to it. And uh, a certain pedigree for a show, if it's got a sequel or beyond of seasons. Is there a show right now that you are, you're kind of hype on? Something that's coming out. I know Dr. Stone was a really good pick. That sounded cool. I'm going to do some research on that. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I am really hyped to see what happens next season in My Hero Academia. That's to me. That's the strongest. That's gonna be. The strongest I think it's story it's definitely like a front runner. Yeah. In terms of hype, and I mean, I would love the rest the rest of One Punch Man season to kind of like get incrementally better every episode. Hopefully, that'd be nice because I know the story does get better, Ooh, like significantly baby. better. It gets great. So if they can just at least rely on the story, I think they have a really good shot of like the upward trajectory of the of the like kind of season. I respect that. And I think, you know, obviously, like, I think we're, I don't know if we're nitpicking from, like, animation and stuff like that yet. Maybe that's just the way they're they're choosing to go, you know? I think that's the way they have no other choice but to go. <laughs> yeah, that's the sad part. That's the sad part. But, I mean, I'd love to get it. And maybe when the season ends, another pin. 
Yeah, I mean, we'll definitely, we'll definitely talk about it when it's over. Sure. But I, th- you know, I just so far I'm not like disgusted. I yeah. wish it was better in some areas. When I put my when I put my hype away in my lockbox and really looked at it from a objective point of view, it's it's definitely not trash. It's not trash. But, but I mean, yeah, I I think what my advice to all of you anime fans out there is hit him, hit him with it. Hit him with it. Try to be like more objective per season rather than just like expecting something that has been amazing to be amazing. There's dips in, in author's stories. There's dips in studios changing and right. resources lost. I mean, things happen. What are you going to do? But, uh, I mean, obviously be excited for a show that you want to come out. I'm, I'm excited for a particular show. A buddy of mine actually today uh, told me about a show. Um, and I think it kind of encapsulates a lot of the things we we're telling about what, what signs point to hype-worthy stuff. And a show called Fire Force. Now, he said to me, it's about firefighters, and I nearly laughed at him. But <laughs> I did a little research on my own, and it has a lot of interesting things going for it. It has It's written by the Soul Eater author, Asushi Okubo? Okubo? Yeah. Asushi Okubo. And it's produced by... David Productions, who also does, fun fact, JoJo, and also sells at work, which I thought was a super cute anime. Um, And it's got an interesting concept, where it's not just firefighters. Literally, fire monsters are being born from spontaneous human combustion, and these fire force firefighters are combating them with their own fire while they remained their own, they kept their own humanity. So they're literally fighting fire with fire. So I'm like, okay, this at least is worth the three-episode rule for me. I'm going to give it three episodes. I'm a little bit hype on it. The animation was super clean in the trailer. It, it Rick, looked, I'm willing to give him three episodes. Give but him three. Just kind of sounds boy, dorky. Give the boy three. Yeah, they Fight, were, they were fire literally wearing... fire Like, come on. They were literally literal firefighters. And they are in firefighter outfits. I mean, for me, when it comes to hype, I want to see something unusual. Baki, hype. It looked crazy. That's why I loved it. True that. Fire Force looks crazy. And it's animated beautifully. So I am ready to give that a little bit of my hype, at least for three episodes. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. And when it comes out, you know I'm going to be talking about that shit. You know it. Awesome. Hey, man. Hell, well, I, th- I, think, yeah. I think that was a good episode. We... we cleared quite a lot of oh yeah we i told think you, actionable advice we told we can tell we, your friends to watch death note tell your friends to watch Darara. we told you how to get your friends into and hype about anime we gave you a whole starter pack this episode i mean honestly you should be paying us for this at the very least give us a five-star review you know what we would really <laughs> appreciate a five-star review any review counts uh we do appreciate the list and thank you for sitting with us all the way through this little conversation. We yeah, had. And, and if you have like advice for us or anything on like how to make the show better or like do things differently, oh, absolutely, absolutely throw we it are, in. We in are the, receptive about it. We'll take know, we'll take all the mean stuff. We now might too. create we might create a Twitter. I don't know because I think it'd be easier f- to connect with you. Absolutely. Instead of just doing it through the the reviews. <laughs> I mean, leave us leave us a spicy one star review if you really must. Like, and we'll we'll take. Well, that. I mean, don't do that. Well, fine, five star, but make it one star in words. Like, we'll take the five stars. But yeah, just... absolutely. I think I think that's more than fair. Hell yeah. So, what do you uh, what do you want to talk about next time? Yeah. So next time, 
I mean, we have a ton of options here. We do. We got think, we got a big screen right in front of us of all of our of all the things you could potentially do. Dude, should, should we finally do the overrated characters? Yeah. So you, I had a hot take that Ethan was not a fan of, and I we're both fairly I, large fans of Bleach. Yeah. And for some unknown reason, Ricky had the audacity I'm, to claim that. Urahara, Kisuke Urahara, yeah, is overrated. <laughs> yep, and I personally think he may be more one one of the more underrated characters. You want to do that debate next time? What an overrated versus underrated? Yeah, Urahara. Yeah, let's do let's it. Let's do that. All right, we'll throw that in the, there. Put it on the queue. Put it in the queue. And uh, let's let's pop. You want to pop favorite villains? I would love to pop favorite villains pop in there, villains. Rick. Let's do those two. Let's do those two. I think that'll be qu- quite a lot because um, I'm gonna be pissed about the Keyscape thing, regardless of what happens. Oh my god! You want to? St- we'll start with the favorite villains first, and then we'll hit- <laughs> we'll end it on a sour note because it's gonna make you pretty sour. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be uh, basically a bag of pretzels because I'm gonna be all salty. I'm gonna call you Mr. Peanut. Mr. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Salty. Um, so we're, I, I want to call this segment something. I want to call it uh, Foreshadow for, Foreshadow Firesides. Okay. Like that. If you have any suggestions, leave them in, leave them in yeah, the Yeah, suggestions. What do you want to call this free Robopat. Freeform Firesides. Hold on. Well, no, it's got to be like a foreshadowing thing, dude, at the end. It's got to be like a, like next time on. Robopat, feel free to like drop us a line. <laughs> yeah, Robo, uh, Robopat, do your job. Put a sound effect here. Yeah. Not you. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Uh, Catch you on the next episode.